0: And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea, captains, courageous, princes of the universe, the ladies who lunch, conversationalists across the fruited plain, and the people on the wrong side of the tracks, this is Open Line Friday. And yes, we're late, but we're here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so it has been a very interesting week, has it not? Hey, my goodness gracious. It is, uh... uh, It has been a week full of, of ups and downs, surprises and whatnot. I mean, the news coming out of Disney... (laughs) Uh, At least I'm not as late as uh, Friday Night Tights. Well, (laughs) you know, I am two hours later than I normally am for this program on this day. And I'm sure I'm running into other people. I don't know if culture's done with the pre-flight or not. I don't mean to be stepping on anybody else's time, but circumstances being what they are i had to i had to make some adjustments today because i had to go out on a job like a paid gig i i I, those those are so rare these days but yeah we're here we're ready to go it's it's not going to be a long show because i still got to finish prep for tomorrow's program uh, saturday morning with our news culture still on all right thanks death angels Saturday morning is our news program, Good Morning Multiverse, with the headlines of the week. And it's going to be a packed show. Uh, I guess better, maybe I can just switch over here. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi for Me. Glad to have all of you with us. If you are here with us live, jump in the chat, all of the different places. The chat's open, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, Twitch. And uh, we are on podcast players everywhere. So, you can listen to the show if you don't want to watch the live video. And that's fine. That's fine. If you're here in Memorex mode, you can leave a comment. Email address live from the bunker at sci fi for And uh, of course, yes, the Discord, Death Angel Shadow, already jumping in there with the link to the Discord. Uh, so, you can uh, jump into any conversation thread that's been going on over there. Uh, so, uh, so there we go. All right, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to go ahead and pop the link into the various chat windows. And what just happened to my camera? What's going on with my camera? My camera just... Are we gonna start this again? Hmm. Anyway. All right, let's say hi to people in the chat because there are people in the chat. We say hi to them. Uh, Cam was here. Keeley's here. Uh, I already mentioned Death Angel Shadow. Dave's here. Dave, I got your message. I hope you got mine. Very much appreciated, sir. Uh, Robert's here. Just here for the opening credits. Oh, well, I mean, that's the best part of the show. Matt Tweed's here. <laughs> Priorities, right? Michael's here. So, um... Is there corn growing out of your CPU now, Dave Asked. No, but there's more in the dog run. What is going on with the camera? I don't know what's going on with the camera. I don't. I'm not doing it. I'm not touching it. That's not me. Anyway. Keep an eye on that. Let me do this. Let me make this adjustment here, and maybe I'm going to keep an eye on that. So, okay, very quickly, a couple of real uh, things what we know was going to happen and hasn't. I mean, it's just just dumb anyway. Um Apparently, word's breaking that Marvel's negotiations with Adam Driver and uh, Margot Robbie for Fantastic Four have fallen apart. So the casting for the Fantastic Four is back to square one. They were never going to be in that movie. That is such... a. I mean, Margot Robbie is probably a better fit for Sue Storm than Adam Driver is for Reed Richards. I could see Adam Driver playing Doctor Doom, maybe. But not Reed Richards. No. And Margot Robbie is... Margot Robbie has yet to be established as a bankable actress. Everything she's in, she has not had a hit. I mean, like a real big breakout hit. Suicide Squad did okay. And The Suicide Squad did okay. Barbie is hers. And so, you know, this is make or break time. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens uh with that. But I never thought that Adam Driver and Marco River were gonna be in Fantastic Four. Uh David says she was good in I Tanya. I haven't seen that. I saw the real thing play out. <coughs> I don't need to go down that memory lane again. All right. Now that he stood up and he's away from the camera, let's uh let's bring Death Angel Shadow in. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what we do, right? We catch everybody on guard, uh, ready to go, ready to go. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing all right. How's everything going with you? Uh, it's been a week. It's been a yeah.
2: Week. yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to fix my light.
1: So <laughs> anyway. <coughs> I do have I do have oh, well. this one thing. Uh, Michael says he's got tabletop stuff, so okay, we can run into that a little bit. Let's let's do this while while we got you. My computer is moving really slow. Why is that happening? I don't have anything open any more than I used. How much RAM you got? I don't need Epson soft. I don't need a software updater right now. Printer, go no stop.
2: Oh, the <laughs> Uh, no, my I Keep printer... on getting bugged on OBS to do an update too.
1: Yeah, I got I got the OBS update, but the, the my printer is trying to to do some stuff, and I'm like that's not that shouldn't be that shouldn't be affecting the entire computer. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway. All right. So, hey, Mazerus is in the chat. Good to see you there as well. All right. So, what have you got, Jeff? Sir.
2: Well anybody did you did you catch Riceda last night? I did not. He had a he had a great interview. Oh. Oh my God. He was on for almost three and a half hours Ugh. with
1: That's why I don't watch Rick Gre- <laughs> with who? Ed
2: Greenwood though. Ed Greenwood, creator of the Forgotten Realms.
1: Oh Nice. And, uh, I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, at
2: something that. new Nick Nick is doing and uh it was it was great. It, the whole thing. I mean, I watched the whole thing. Entertained. It was entertained the whole time. Um, they even talked about whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, it would have. Been. Well, that's not a surprise. surprise that that's shocking, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be <laughs> but, rackets without whiskey. Right? No, no, no. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was great. Um, I think Nick's trying to trying to mix some things up a little bit and uh, do some stuff that are oh, I don't know, um, mind refreshing. From from the political stuff he does, yeah. and uh, having Ed Greenwood on, oh my God, that's a big, big bag there. Uh, yeah. And and Ed genuinely seemed like he, he he was into it for the whole three plus hours.
1: Wow. So yeah. See, I um, I am I am too old to do those myself, unless it's an absolute have to. This is the thing we're doing for a, for specific purpose. But then I'm right. I'm I'm too I'm too old to set up that late and watch them either. So, uh, well, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the the whole thing is on Rumble, of course. Okay. Um, the first hour and a half probably is on is on YouTube. Yeah, and then
1: he does the uh, flip. Okay.
2: Know. He does that switch over to to Rumble exclusive, and um, you know, but Nick's of course big time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Unlike <laughs> but, us. But, <laughs> well, you know, although although
1: Ed Greenwood on, you never know. <laughs> well, I could I could do that. And we actually talked about because uh, I was on uh, Peter Cimetti's channel last night, and right. we actually talked about that interview that I did with Ernie Gygax. And, yeah, and uh, we were just because because Peter Peter kind of set me up. He says he says you know. Let's talk about uh, you know some really good interviews that you've had, some really bad interviews that you had. And he's like, "I was expecting you to bring up the guy guys one, or I would have." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, let's, let's talk <laughs> well, about it." All right, I've got to bring Michael know, in I, here too. So go ahead, go ahead.
2: I was going to say there's there's some uh, there's some some news, of course, about uh, people call it new TV. T.S.R. I know I don't know if that's
1: oh, yeah. guess, technically
2: T.S.R. LLC. Well, they're not oh. any T.S.R. now. <laughs> yeah, right Well, they 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 filed bankruptcy. I guess they're based out of North Carolina, um, and uh, they filed bankruptcy. I, you know, and I know. Uh, Ernie and we was, and we need to make the distinction.
1: We need to make the distinction here. It's not Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. It's Chapter Seven, which means liquidation, which means they're done.
2: Oh they're going out of business, yeah, yeah. they're
1: completely done yeah. and and the 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 assets that I saw listed were six hundred twenty one dollars and some change,
2: yeah right. I yeah. saw that too, and I was like well, that's all that's all that's all you had that? oh wow,
1: yeah, well, it you sounds know. like it sounds like Lanasa was doing a bunch of stuff under another company for new t s r because the liabilities are something like $58,000 that they owe to Jason for a very certain thing. I'm like, this doesn't sound like you had things kind of really on the ball to start with anyway. So,
2: you know, there was an interesting point though, that uh, Greenwood brought up uh, in that um, interview. Um, His contract is not with wizards of the coast. His contract is with TSR. Greenwood? Yes.
1: And, he's, and he is said, he still doing stuff for D&D? Well, he he
2: he he has a he has a standing contract with TSR. Yeah. Uh that specifically says that he anything he writes for the Realms is considered canon unless they produce something that that contradicts it. In which case that, that new publication by
1: Right. TSR right.
2: It <laughs> takes precedence. His contract is not with with Wizards of the Coast, and apparently, well, uh, there, there could be some legal questions about that, so, right? Yeah. Because
1: TSR technically doesn't exist anymore,
3: right? So, so who's, uh, the whole, who's the holder on the other end of the contract then? Well, that's that's just it because uh, they bought
2: the they bought the assets of TSR, the IPs and stuff like yeah. that, kind of in the merger. Well, you but... would expect
1: that that would mean that they bought <laughs> all of the legal obligations, too. Because the Writers the Writers Guild—not uh, the Writers Guild—Science sci, uh, Fiction Writers of America. Now there's Science Fiction Writers Association. But um, right. the SIFWA the took up uh, arms, basically, up against Disney when Alan Dean Foster hadn't gotten paid. And then it yeah. turns out that there were a number of different authors of tie-in fiction that weren't getting paid. And it seemed to have— h- Flipped when Disney bought 20th Century Fox and they bought all of the assets, they bought all of the licenses and the IPs and all this other stuff. And their right. argument was, Well, we bought the material, we didn't buy the legal obligations. And so it was like, No, 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 that's not how that works. You have, right. you know, you bought the entity that has a legal obligation to pay these writers for the books that they wrote in the universes that you now own. So you right. you took on their their obligations and their liabilities when you took on all of the all of the assets. That's how that works. And right. you know Disney dragged their feet for so long they finally made a deal with Alan Dean Foster. But with Wizards of the Coast buying TSR, merging it into TSR or whatever, I would expect that the legal argument is going to be well, we bought everything, so all of the all of the things the TSR contract probably has the word "assigns" in it somewhere. So, if I've got a contract with TSR and the TS and and the contract includes TSR representatives assigns or whatever, then that and layman's understanding here—I'm not a lawyer; I don't play one on TV—but if the contract right, is right. worded such that whoever, whatever business entity exists, after TSR takes the place of TSR would then just inherit that contract. But, in, but you're right. If it's not spelled sure. out in the contract, then that's an interesting can of worms.
2: And I thought it was funny that Ed brought it up too. You know, he's like, well, I, you know, I'm not a lawyer. And of course he's Canadian. So well, there's also
3: know. the, there, remember there's also a, uh, uh, Margaret Weiss with her, with her stuff going on with Dragonlance and how, uh, and how uh, she was threatening to uh, take her bat and ball and go home completely.
2: Well, I think he actually used. That. Well, he may have used the Cana- uh, a hockey reference because he's Canadian, but but basically. Right. Uh,
3: uh, uh,
2: uh, but
3: the thing was that they were they, uh, uh, with their uh, cop- with their uh, copyright and and stuff, and what happened was that. Uh, if i recall uh they uh Batsy was going to go do their own stuff and uh and and she said uh not without her not without our approval um and <laughs> and of course the thing is i believe she won yeah <laughs> because because no matter whether it's in the game or not she could um i if i remember her game is something called sovereign stone uh she could and the thing is even though it had its own campaign she could go, go she could um just rewrite every just rewrite the stats for everything for that for um for dragonlance in in, in her own game um and of course you know she's still going to she's still got the stuff for all the fiction unless she signed away rights uh to particular works
2: well yeah and that and that's that's the thing you know like 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 Ed had said you know he's he it's specifically written in there that he can continue to write and you know and, and um release you know material i don't i don't know if he I, he may not be allowed to uh, profit from it um, you know but but anything that he writes is considered canon uh, or anything that he says like on his he's got a youtube channel too
1: now so hmm. but I, um, I wonder i wonder how I wonder how you would word a contract in order to
2: preserve some sort of
1: yeah you got you got to be able to 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 have some kind of ownership in some of that because you know Mar- Marvel for the longest time they're always arguing these are all works for hire. We don't owe you nothing. Right. <clears throat> and right. you know lately there has been you know they've there's been movement on the part of the publishers to you know adjust the compensation for the people who co-create some of these characters. But right. I don't know how Watsi would do that. I mean, I would imagine they probably would approach it the same way. This is a work for hire. You're doing this for us. We own it. And I I don't know how that works. I mean, you would have to have a specific clause in the contract, I would expect. And um, I don't know. It would be interesting to see. Uh, Michael, you got something you wanted to, to bring up on tabletop. What have you got?
3: Okay, I just put a link. I just put a link up for a uh, completed Kickstarter project, um, and the game and the game is going to be an RPG based on Monty Python. Oh wow! Officially sanctioned by the Pythoneers, uh or whatever the correct term is for it. but. The thing is that I wanted to point out that it is a complete – that it was a uh, – and they wanted $200,000, and they got $2 million. Yeah, that's a curricular medieval reenactment program. That's funny. <laughs> Let's make it as complicated of a title as possible. Yes. Right. And I – and I have, um, I've, I got to, I got to see the, um, I got to see the um, uh, Kickstarter preview uh, thingy for it, uh, and it's the uh, booklet is uh, has the booklet that they have for a quick start is called the supplemental educational resource materials for pre or Intercourse study. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's Mounting Python. <laughs> yes. So, um, so what happens is that, um, yeah, basic, basically, there's um, basically. I just got it. I just got a hold of it this morning to and and looked at it and i was like st- i just started chuckling and chuckling because of the thing is that all i'm all i'm hoping for just like just like when they had it in um uh what uh what do you call it the uh oh god i can't remember um the uh that qu- quest game that S- steve jackson has the one the one where you try, where uh, you try and stab each other in the back and grab their loot and all that stuff. I I'm not familiar with it. God, um, munchkin. The thing I it it's a it's, simple it's a it's, simple it's, card game. It's fun. The idea is that you um that you play cards, your character, and what happens is that um you compare you compare your um you compare like your level, and you could be like a thief for a wizard or whatever and the your abilities are explained you get to level 10 no matter how you do it you win so what ended up hit so what happens is that game was so tongue-in-cheek because one of the things that it had in there was yeah a card that was called yes it's that bunny (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) oh wow so i and and the thing and the thing is it's like um and the, you, um, for some of the conflicts, you uh, roll the dice. You or you on your turn, you roll for your dice for your for your character in the fight. You go break a door down, you loot treasure, whatever, and then one of the other players, uh, 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 one of the other players, uh, du- goes and uh, uh, rolls for the monsters. Anyways, the the game the game was very the game was very addictive. Um, back uh, the. <laughs> Back in the in the day, it still is. But the reason I say it was very addictive is because um, that's how I got my son hooked up on uh, <laughs> on on gaming a little bit. Okay, he's so- not a, he's he's more computer he's more a computer game freak. But the the thing was that I was a the um because it had uh because it had sufficient math uh I guess because you have to add and subtract. There's no multiplying dividing for the card game. So anyways that's the plug for uh, Munchkin but it was the thing was that it was very cool because it it immerses the kids in the culture with the with the silly um uh with the silly great uh, Kovalic art. So what I'm hoping for is cuz I saw that you could, um you could see that they were already doing uh, um since you got it pulled up Jason you, that they've already got the uh Bloody Peasant edition, um, you know, for the what um, for the different uh, items. Yeah. So um, and I see well, there's some really, kind of. Book.
1: I really am liking this where it says here the license book features an original rules like gaming system with spam guidance on designing yes. adventures with spam ready to run quests, spam and guidance on designing one's own adventures, character creation, spam, bestiary, spam and dramatic persona sections. Tables for generating all sorts of things with spam. I mean, it was like, yeah, okay, I I get it, I get it, I, I see what you're doing here. Sixteen point two percent more spam and spam. So that this this actually looks like fun. Right. This, this this looks like all right. So you got your bloody peasant edition, yeah, sensible yeah. middle class bundle, uh, public school bundle. Less sensible middle class bundle in my day bundle. Oh, okay. The in my day bundle probably sounds like something that I would go for there. Uh, not at all sensible middle class bundle. This this looks like some pretty cool stuff. I see a uh, a leather yeah. a leather bag yes. there. Coconut. Got to have the coconut. Got to have the coconut. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing for the coconut dice roller. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I didn't even realize that. I didn't even realize that cause I, cause I was, uh, I was just, uh, I, uh, there's a link, there's a link in the, uh, uh, quick start book and that's, and that's, um, so I went to the, uh, so it brought me to the Kickstarter website. So the thing is I was, I was, I'm more, like I said, I, am I'm, I'm more interested in the game and the, in mecha- the mechanics and see what they're trying to achieve. Like yeah. I said, um, and, uh, I saw the character, the characteristics. They have like a sample troubadour and a, uh, for, uh, A peasant. Yeah. Um, the thing, the one thing that I saw was that it's like, you have a tendency to, it's like, you're such and such. You have a tendency to complain more than the others. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So you're not quite as brave as the others. Yeah. All right, I do so, want to pop um, in here real quick. Hoping, those of you who um, are
1: those of you who are on live with us, if you see us buffering, uh, let us know. I, I apparently apparently we're getting some of that. I know we're, I'm getting some I'm getting some robocall here from everybody, so it's probably my machine. But just in case uh, it's actually going out, I just want to let everybody know. So anyway, sorry, Michael, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. but I was seeing, that. oh no, no, like, no, no, oh, we need to go.
3: There was one other thing and it's a more generalized, uh, thing about, uh, t- again, and about tabletop. Um, and that is that I've been, I've been seeing, uh, the last year, the last year or so, uh, there's a whole, there's a whole bunch of licensed gaming stuff. That's, that's been coming out like, like bonkers level, um, licensing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, fifth edition, um, there's a fifth edition uh, RPG called Everyday Heroes that came out, and there's an accomp and um, there's a whole bunch of modules that have come out by some company called Evil Genius, and what the modules are are Escape from New York, a campaign, King Kong, an adventure, you know, uh, and and. That's just those are the two that I remember off off of my head. Um, Evil Genius sounds, other... sounds
1: familiar. I I've I, I want to say that I've heard that company name before from somebody. Isn't there who's who's running Evil Genius? Isn't it? I, I want to say that I know that company.
3: I don't recall offhand. Let, let me uh, let me pull them up on drive through because the thing is that that that's the one that hit me once they had. Um, once they had a um uh the escape from new york and the thing is that they it allows you to have a campaign and of course the the thing for all the true um for all the true uh geeks they give you stats for everybody in the movie (laughs) including you know cabbie and and brain and so on so it's this is why um this is why I uh, was liking it. But it's bringing up a more interesting trend that I was, um, yeah, they made, okay, here we go. I'm reading through the list of what, and I'm wondering more on the entertainment. This My curiosity is piqued because it's more on the entertainment side. Yeah. Who or um, which studio or which movie company or, or whatnot owns the game? Uh, or, I mean, owns those particular movies. And because here, and I, there you go, I'll put up the drive through link. Um, because here, I, I'm just going through the list, uh, and I sorted in alphabetical order for myself now. Uh, the list of adventures that they have Escape from New York, um, the, uh, let's see, uh, Quick Start Highlander. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, Highlander Cinematic Adventure, Kong, Skull Island. And then uh, something about dethroning a dictator. uh, Prologues, The Crow, (laughs) and um, Total Recall. Yep, yep. So, so one of the things that I wanted to bring up was yes about the game about the game. Yeah, it's and and also of course there's also um, uh, uh, Cubicle Seven had come out with uh, Doctors and Daleks so uh for so i you know of course it's like i had resisted five i had resisted fifth edition um for the longest time i mean i st- i started with the brown, with the brown box mm, yeah. but uh, our, well brown box white box and the 3.5 um, because it had uh, i just didn't like the experience point system so, um, because oh, the you thing, he uh, rose because you rose in levels too quickly. That was just my thing. I lo- I loved all the uh, stuff. Well, you can you can always do, um, and, and they're
2: kind of pushing it. I'm 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 a big XP guy as a DM. I like to give XP, but but I know they're pushing milestones really big time now, and I think that's even going to with five point five. It's going to be even more of a push towards that. Yeah.
3: I'm I mean It gives you that I'm, control
2: I'm just, you're talking about as a, as a DM, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, the well the thing is that yeah, I grew up I grew up where it took um, what is it? An oh, a, somewhere yeah. around five or six five when it was five or six points a cobalt, and it's two thousand experience points to make, make second level fighters. So the thing is, it's like yeah, you're gonna be chopping. You're gonna be chopping at about two hundred cobalts before you get before you go up two hundred plus. But um, no. Uh, like I said, the interesting trend was that, and then other uh, other games that I've come across in the last year that it, that have uh had Kickstarter that have had kickstarters go through and some of them are um is uh alien Mm -hmm. they took the entire alien franchise and uh, and um including um not the predator stuff yeah no we've actually got a story
1: there's actually a story on that in the stack uh let me see where i put that because i think let me let me double check and make sure because i think i put that in uh, I think that I put that in Mr. Harvey's stack for tomorrow. Uh, let me hmm. scroll through here real quick. Terrifier 3, get almost. see. Oh, maybe not. Uh, where did I see that? Aliens Dark Descent. There's a new story trailer that's out. Uh, Focus Entertainment and Tendelos Interactive, in collaboration with 20th Century Games, today revealed a gripping new story trailer for *Aliens: Dark Descent*, uh, a tactical action game. I guess this is the video game.
3: Yeah, okay. I'm. T- yeah, okay, yeah, again, that's the video. So I was that's not the RPG. The one.
1: Yeah, you're talking about a different game. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. All
3: right. Yeah. Um. Uh. I've, who does? Uh, if I remember was it Free League Free League that uh uh th- I know it's one of the I know it's one of the two uh uh European game companies that's doing uh that's doing uh Alien uh so uh I think it's I think it's Free League Well, the video uh, the anyways, video game the
1: so, video is being done with uh, Tendelos I don't I don't I don't okay. know how much I don't know what Free League would be involved in for either one I'm not sure
3: yeah
2: hmm speaking of yeah games, free, what's what's what's, the com- what's that company that uh that bought a bunch of ips that seems to be in trouble right now
1: oh um uh oh uh,
2: uh lancer uh
1: no um the... crap it's on the tip of my tongue embracer uh, embracer embracer right? yes
2: yeah yes mm-hmm. yeah i saw that come out yesterday or day before about about embracer group having that'll uh, be going through some layoffs
3: That'll right, be and they, they and they're the ones that uh, either bought or were already in charge of IDW. Uh, right, if, yeah. If I remember correctly, and Dark well, Horse.
1: I maybe uh, I don't. I don't think they have Dark Horse. Um, I don't know who's got Dark Horse now. Um, yeah, that's... I don't know. They were buying
2: they were buying up IPs left and right.
1: Well, and then you've got uh, then you've got the government coming in saying, uh, "Hey, um, you." Well, who who is it that's supposed to be trying to buy uh, Activision? Was it Microsoft trying to buy Activision? Who's trying to buy Activision? But anyway, the government sat there and said, mm, "No, maybe not." My, uh, what monopoly? Liz- no, somebody's who? What's it? Because we've we've been talking about that deal for now for for a year. Who's? It some, might be Microsoft. I think it Microsoft's is. trying to buy Activision Blizzard. Yeah, it's yeah. Microsoft, and and uh, the. Uh, Securities Exchange Commission, the 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 U.S. government has said, eh, maybe not. And the U.K. government has already said no. So I right. don't think that deal is going to happen. Yeah, well, so, I mean, you know, they
2: they already make the hardware, and now they're going to own how many how many of the you know yeah. biggest yeah. vendors out there in the game market. It's
1: yeah, it's a it's well, it's something. Well, Walt and Garden, and <laughs> and the other thing we got this week is Christine McCarthy leaving Disney.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that, that came was... out
1: of nowhere. Everybody looked at that and went, "Wait, what?" Because she's—I yeah. mean, she's been the one, uh, that, you know, stabbed Bob Chapek in the back, yep. and 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 everybody figured that maybe she was trying to kind of angle for the CEO position after Iger was done, but now she's done. And the story we got yesterday is not the story we got today. It's already falling apart because originally, the original story was she was going on family medical leave and no reason given. It was just, you know, and now Valiant Renegade pointed out that she has had breast cancer a couple of times in her life. She's 70 years old. And then we get that the possibility, no, it's not her. It could be her husband because her husband's apparently ill. But then we get a deadline article basically saying, "No, it's not really medical leave. She was on the outs with a lot of people in the C suite because she didn't like the way things were being run, and it sounds like she got run out."
2: Uh, Yeah, well, I don't know. There's a lot of
3: weird things going on at the mouse house now. Yeah, well, remember remember my conspiracy theory? (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) I mean, conspiracy hypothesis. They're gonna they're they're gonna try and affect as much change before they run out of money.
1: I think they've already run out of money. Uh, well, yeah. You know, but, I mean, because uh, you look at some of this, because cameron, Cameron's cameron got an article over on his Patreon today talking about this, and he basically says, okay, Car- uh, Christine McCarthy did what Iger needed her to do. Now she's no longer useful. And the reason uh, that she got the job in the first place, she was not Iger's first pick for CFO. And Cameron goes back a little bit in history to the guy who was supposed to get the job, but apparently didn't over whatever difference of opinion on how things were supposed to run. And Cameron's thought is that maybe Iger was looking for a a patsy, you know, a yes man who could who who could help him cover up the FTX stuff.
2: Right. And, Mm -hmm. you
1: know, he wouldn't play ball. And so he didn't get the job. And Christine McCarthy gets it instead. And then she works it out to where Chapek gets axed before he could discover what's going on the FTX stuff. And Iger comes back in, and now here we are protecting ourselves again, covering things up. But this is just before a new quarterly earnings call, which is in, what, a couple of weeks?
2: Yeah. And yeah. she
1: leaves? And, I mean, is this rats jumping from a sinking ship, or is she the scapegoat who's about to get,
3: you know, uh, or both. Uh, uh, kabuki <laughs> or, yeah, here? I, I mean, that's I, that's Like crazy. I brought up last night. She's— um it, the. Like I brought up uh, last night on the Discord, the the thing is that people always do. People try to do things to their best advantage. Yeah. And the thing is that we know that everyone's jumping ship. Uh, uh, they're either jumping ship, making their uh, pa- golden parachutes or whatever over at Disney. So the the thing is, what is what is to her advantage for quitting now with such little? Uh, not, uh, with such little um, well you know obviously the fanfare is everyone else but with without fanfare for her. I mean not she's not like Kathleen Kennedy who's uh, w- who wants basically you know kind of like a she wants to have the Viking funeral uh, if if she has to go well uh, and, and see she, and that's the thing just, though Kathleen
1: Kathleen doesn't want the Viking funeral. Kathleen wants the deal that Iger got that go that said, at all that said I don't have to leave. I'll retire, but not really. Right. Yeah, that's what she wants. By the right, way, did exactly. you guys, um, uh, who, was, right. who was it that sent me that, was it Mazers that sent me that video? Um, th- when they were introducing uh, Ray, uh, uh, Indiana Jones at the premiere night before last. They're all standing up there. Frank Marshall, George Lucas, Kathleen Kennedy, Steven Spielberg, Harrison Ford, James Mangold. They're all standing up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, was, that thing was beauty. Spielberg is sitting there talking about, you know, we would not be here without certain people doing their thing. And he's he says, there's George Lucas, who created Indiana Jones, and everybody claps, and everybody's wonderful. It's all great. And Harrison Ford, who is Indiana Jones, and everybody claps, and everything's wonderful. And the maestro John Williams, and they bring up the curtain, and it's John Williams, and there's an orchestra back there, and everybody's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kathleen Kennedy throughout this entire thing, she's not applauding for anybody.
3: No, 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 no. She at was. All. She did. She applauded. She applauded for Harrison Ford. She did applaud for Harrison Ford and for, uh, for, and for George. George,
1: did she? Okay. I didn't see that. Yeah, I was actually, because I, I was but looking she, at George. Because yeah. George doesn't look healthy. Yeah. I, yeah. If you go back and you look at that, he is holding his left arm in place. It looks like he's got his thumb hooked in the belt. And he's holding it in place. He's kind of leaning a little bit. And as I'm looking at this, as we get to the end of that clip, Frank Marshall is helping George off the stage. Mm-hmm. And I caught there was a there was a cosplayer who apparently was at the premiere, and she's out front and you know red carpet and everybody. And she's like, "Oh, I, I almost died because she's taking a picture over her shoulder, and there's George Lucas behind her." And he's walking. Mm-hmm. He's walking away. So his back is to the camera, and it looks like there's something under his coat,
2: like a like a sling or something.
1: No, like a back brace or or something. And it yeah. looked like there was something under his coat under his hip. I'm wondering because because he's got diabetes. I think is the report. He's got type two diabetes. But I'm wondering if he's had a stroke. Because he was not he was not steady on his feet, and I don't want to be starting any rumors and i'm I'm not trying right. to start anything here. I'm genuinely concerned and and curious if maybe he's had some kind of a medical episode that he's got he's hooked up to stuff I don't know yeah. i i it, it was very unusual to see there's something under his coat in that clip
3: mm-hmm. so
1: I don't know i it it was just it was just weird I'm like I know we're all getting older. Yeah. And and that's been a point of contention for people who are like, Oh no, George isn't gonna buy Lucasfilm back. He's old, he's retired, he doesn't want to have anything to do with it. And and if he's not in good health, you know, then maybe he doesn't want to have anything more to do with it. Um, well, he didn't look well, we'll all that happy last night anyway.
3: Cancer meds.
1: <laughs> isn't isn't
2: isn't the current rumor that there was an offer put on the table by um, Doomcock Senrich, saudi, Doom, Doom Doomcock
1: says that there is an offer on the table from a from an individual and the rumor is it's a is a saudi prince and there's speculation that either he's all in for himself or he's the face front man for a group of people who are who are consolidating their money to go in and make that offer it could also be maybe he's making the offer on behalf of george uh or or george is part of this consortium or whatever i don't know i i have not seen anything other than idle speculation that george is anywhere near buying lucasfilm back and certain YouTube channels have made hay over well Cameron said Cameron didn't say no you know, doomcock didn't say neither one of them said George Lucas is buying it back. we hear we hear George is interested in buying it back. That's not what they said, nope. and they've been mischaracterized by a number of youtube- youtubers. I'm not going to say who they are because right. I don't want to dive into the drama i don't i'm I don't want to get in the sure. middle of it. Yeah. Whatever whatever issues that all these guys have with each other, they need to sit down at a table and just grind it out and 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 get get the get the axe well and truly buried because this is ridiculous. To see see all of these all of these groups taking shots at each other like hey, eyes on the prize here folks. We are not yeah, each we... other's bad guys here. We, th- there is an enemy.
2: Yeah. A-
1: and and you're not it. They are this this is something that's much bigger than a bunch of youtubers going after each other taking pot shots at each other, and I wish people would remember that but well and, and you know, there's always
2: a possibility that some of these things are being floated just to just to cause disruption in 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 the in the community yeah to,
3: you know. yeah I mean, yeah that's that's a possibility uh if oh quite some time quite some time back um and i i agree with this sort of idea duncock had mentioned that uh once in a while that uh misinformation the misinformation outright is gets generated uh for mm-hmm. rumor yeah and the idea is that it, the 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 idea is that it's only told to specific individuals So the thing so the idea is sometimes that if that if he reported on from a single point of contact that they could potentially trace back the where it was that he said to such and such and he said, to she said to such and such and so on. So they could trace back the lineage of where the rumor came from and that find where the leaks are. Yeah, correct. So that so what happens is that um that you know that could be a thing going on uh, uh it, like I said it, a lot of it a lot of it's hearsay, which is why um and and it is rumor I mean you eventually get to it like um uh the example i po- the example that I want to just briefly mention was Babylon five you know for a long time there's this rumor going on about the um that the new tv show is coming and and all this other stuff and uh what popped up what popped up on uh youtube yesterday the uh finally a um finally a uh preview trailer for the babylon 5 animated film
1: well okay now hang on let me let me let me clarify here cuz j michael Straczynski is on record because there is a television reboot in the works. Okay. And, right. and the animated picture, because when they were talk- when he was first teasing all of this, he's like, hey, mm-hmm. we've been working on something that's really cool, and, and it's not connected to the TV reboot. He, he made that distinction. So there is another project out there that's a Babylon 5 something like but of course, movie or something? it's it's a tell it's a, it sounds like it's going to be a series reboot, right? What and that looks like—that's what I no, heard. Was no a, idea. Was a series was coming, but they, with the writer yeah. strike, nothing's happening. So we may not ever get it. It could get force majeure out before we know it. But right now, everything's on hold. But yeah, oh, yeah. this animated picture—he made the distinction that it was separate and apart from that project. So we- there there are two things out there.
2: When is mm-hmm. the force majeure? Because I've heard some some uh, some things say
1: basically oh, they've already started canceling things. And well, basically said, oh, the studios the the way this happens is the studios have in their contracts that if circumstances you know if prevailing circumstances are of a specific stripe that prevents them from going forward on productions in a timely manner and you know i'm, I'm wildly paraphrasing there right, right but basically they can they can sit there it's kind of like it's it's act of god well right. this this thing happened and it prevents us from moving forward with this production so we're going forward. to cancel the production and right and take the write-off so all of these productions that are out there all of these tv series and films that are out there that a good deal of them nobody wants because we know exactly what we're going to be getting when they say "reimagine for the modern era" and whatever that mess is. And
2: the modern era has already changed, and, yeah. and the yes. pendulum is already the shifting. The
1: studios could be looking at this as a as a way if they hold out long enough on the strike before they make a deal, and and it sounds like the Directors Guild is not going to have such a cut-and-dry thing either because a lot of the people in the Directors Guild are sitting there saying they're going to vote no on the deal that the, the DGA just worked up with studios because the, the, especially the writer hyphenates that are directors are not happy with it. But the directors are sitting there going, this is not a good deal for us. So the Directors Guild may reject the deal and they might go on strike anyway. Screen Actors Guild... Looks, I mean, they just voted ninety-seven point nine percent to to authorize a strike, so the actors are about to walk, and that oh, leaves wow. that leaves the editors, that leaves the producers, that leaves the uh there's an animation guild. Who knows what's going to happen next? I mean, I mean, we saw with Disney moving all of their dates. I am sure Paramount's going to do it. Warner Brothers is going to have to do it. Everybody's going to have to shift their dates on release. It's like COVID all over again. There's not going to be anything in the theaters because they can't make anything. TV productions are being shut down, and some of that is because there are other unions that won't cross the Writers Guild picket line. That All happened right. up in New York with, uh, with Daredevil. You had the mm-hmm. locals, uh, the local Teamsters and the IATSE sitting there saying, yeah, we're not on strike, but they are. We're, go- we're not going to cross their line. And so uh, Daredevil had to shut down. And so you've got a lot of these productions that are having to close because the unions are, you know, all of the union shops are pretty much kind of standing together, locking arms, and saying we're not gonna go, we're not gonna work. And right. and and we're seeing now dates oh, being shifted. And I you know, I don't want to see Avatar twenty thirty one or whatever it is that we're I, looking at down. Yeah, know, I, true, I, I was gonna say I well, heard, heard I heard
2: some of these projects back <laughs> almost ten years.
1: Yeah. And there's three, and there's three Star Wars films supposedly. There, there's dates for them, but I don't think they're ever going to get made, and not unless there's a changing of the guard in the in the leadership at Lucasfilm. Right. But and, uh, you know they're they're out there. I mean, it could be the Dave Filoni thing. It could be the Ray movie. It could be Taika Waititi's movie. It could be. I mean, it could be could any. Be. I mean, well, it could be. It could be Cookie Monster. I mean, who knows? I mean, at this <laughs> point, there no nobody's nobody's working on anything right now. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But the force majeure thing is basically studios would use the strike as a as an act of God clause item to justify, to basically, you know, Prune. Ration, pruning. rationalize pruning. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, this one's going to wow. cost too much, this one's going to cost too much. And they get rid of all of the super expensive ones and they keep the ones that they can make for maybe $10, $20 million. Here's, here's what I would do if it were me. If it were me running the studios, as soon as a deal is made or just prior to that, you're looking at all of the roster and the slate of everything that you've got in your barn and say, okay, what productions do we have? And then as soon as the deal is struck, which ones can I get in the pipeline and produce and get in theaters fastest, cheapest? Right. Where are my 10, 20 50 million dollar pictures that aren't CGI fests you know rom-coms, regular comedies, slapstick stuff, adventure, whatever crime thrillers maybe you're not going to get any period pieces right off the bat. it's going to be contemporary burn stuff. Horror it's, it's going to be contemporary I mean you could do horror. Horror's doing okay, but you could do contemporary drama, contemporary family drama, you could do romance, you could do romantic comedy, you could do comedy, you know, slapstick, any of those things. Mystery movies, all of that stuff could be coming back. And cop dramas. I mean, we've been talking about French Connection. You could start seeing new crime thrillers come out
3: because those don't cost as much. So it's like a redo of the stu. It's like a redo of the studio system. The studio system collapsed from the fifties, yeah, fifties and sixties when the, the uh, independent filmmakers. Because you mentioned French Connection, and that was the one that was like click, um, and because of all the, um, <clears throat> all, all as I like to c- call them artsy fartsy films that uh, ca- that came out in the uh, early seventies, yeah, uh, and I'm I'm thinking like the like the the one, for, um, the one for the uh, Metallica video, uh, Johnny Got His Gun, that well, anti-war film that came yeah, out. Yeah, but, but, like
1: but the 70s is also, I mean, we got we got French Connection, we got um, Jaws, we got um, well, uh, there's two, there's or, two different Ordinary, got ordinary yeah, People. Yeah, I was going to say
3: there's two. There's, the,
1: you know, um, Taxi Star Driver, Wars and
3: uh, Jaws and that is what changed course, though. Right. What happened right. was that the independent, that <clears throat> independent and studio filmmaking, from what I recall, was um, was, was happening because of, was happening because of the collapse. And the thing is that perhaps uh, you know, again, that that whole like looking looking backwards, what could have, should have, whatever. The had it not been for like um, Jaws and Star Wars and Rocky and, the and blockbusters. And the, Right. If it hadn't been for the blockbusters, um, you know, that trend of the smaller independent films would have continued on for would have continued on for, I would think, quite a few years more until somebody came up with something else. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It
1: is it is definitely going to be interesting to watch how it plays out because it's not going to be resolved anytime soon, I don't think
3: no and
1: no. you know in the meantime everybody's going to migrate to youtube rumble yep. i mean they're they're going to be watching all of the stuff that we make cuz we're not beholden to a studio or to a union or to anything like that and the families are going to go find something else to do and the singles mm-hmm. are going to go find something else to do i imagine axe throwing is going to get very popular Hey, you know,
2: tabletop! There's a lot of lot of lot of new a lot new of tabletop, tabletop
1: stuff. And there's and look there's at, Twitch, Look at all YouTube those movies you can play stuff. now. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, and and you know, Fathom Events is gonna be is gonna make a killing if they do it right. You know, every weekend could be a new a new old film. Hey, here we go. We got Rocky. We got Ghostbusters. We got. Uh, uh bring it up baby i mean you could go back as far as casablanca and the wizard of oz you know in in and Gone with the wind and just just start cranking out all of the old films that are already done finished all you got to do is just spool them up in the in the player and hit play and mm-hmm. and or you're you're <laughs> print, you're printing money yep so I don't people know. still want to go
2: out and enjoy a night out, so that you know, yeah. Or, or yeah, and, and the matinee.
1: the independent movie theaters are going to do okay for that if they can get the programming right. and you know live theater because now there's not a pandemic; it's it's pandemic type of circumstances for the movies, but mm-hmm. not for you know movies and television, but not for everywhere else. So yeah, these and the people, audience if is still going to be hungry if they have yeah if they have their discretionary income, which in this economy is questionable, but what discretionary income they do have, they want to go spend. Well, there's no movies coming out, but we'll go spend it on this other entertainment, whatever it is, putt, putt right. golf or, or, you know, Dave and Buster's or, you know, a zip line in the middle of the mountains. I mean, it could be all sorts of different things. And once they get into a new habit of where they spend their money, it's going to be really tough to get them back into the movie theater. Fishing, yes, Matt and Fishing is a good one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, let's go down to the lake. You know, let's let's do, you know, let's buy a bunch of fireworks and go out to the field and shoot off a bunch of fireworks. I mean, anything. Zipline, but, but movies you, and television because that just, you're just sitting at home.
3: Or you could zip line your way to Branson, Missouri.
1: <laughs> well, you could do that. I mean, you could go to the mountain. You Cabin in the woods. Go to the mountains. Go to Mount Rushmore. I mean, you go see the Grand Canyon.
3: Well, maybe not cabin in the woods. Uh, the world ended there. So, but see, this
1: yeah. is also this is also going to affect the streaming services because yeah. if all of these people are are you know well, there's there's nothing new. <laughs> there's nothing new coming out. Yes, Netflix and all these all these services have all of this stuff that, that that that's been out. So you could probably watch some of that stuff, but I'm spending how much money on this? And I, I think you're probably going to see a bunch of cancellations on these streaming services when people figure, I want to go out, and leave the house, and go get my entertainment. I want to go to dinner and do the, you know, do the date and and the everything that doesn't involve sitting at home watching the TV.
2: Right. So I mm-hmm. imagine well, you know, people, as, people as were the, pent up for what two years. Yeah, I mean LA. we're
1: yeah we're tired of house arrest.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: But this costs me money every month and the economy being the way it is and it's going to get worse people are going to decide okay do i want netflix or do i want to buy meat you know it's, and and it's going to be a it's going to be a no brainer what they end up choosing to spend their money on so i don't yeah. know i think this is going to hurt the streamers even more than the streamers are already hurt because streamers have, have been losing money since the beginning
3: right and the existing streamers hadn't figured out um the existing streamers and the <clears throat> excuse me companies still hadn't figured out what to do with their um they uh with their decades and decades worth of content yeah. i mean the uh, i mean yes a lot of it a lot of it's still available on broadcast television um as uh here as an example here in chicago they have um <clears throat> there's still a few uh local there's still a few local channels including the local version of the uh WGN cable ch- uh channel right. we, um and the thing is that what are they playing there 50, 1950s and 1960s comedies yeah you know, right. and yeah. you know stuff that came out even before even I was born yeah um <laughs> so what about game shows? Do you think are
2: they affected by the uh, writer strike, or,
1: um, uh, or
2: are they in a little different?
1: I th- I think they have writers. There's Just don't quote me on that, but but if the other unions decide that they're going to to stop work,
3: a solidarity, you,
1: you thing. know, a solidarity thing, then that could that yeah. could affect those those shows too. For new, uh, I don't know.
3: For new, sh- for I was going to say for new game shows the uh, again local channel local channels or what the local um channels are carrying uh, again one of the local channels is called buzzer and what? what it is is to and what it is is every you know every every hour or every moment of every hour and it's available for free on broadcast mm-hmm. uh here in chicago and i'm sure other places uh all it is is game shows uh including you know like again reruns of game shows yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and like shows from the game shows from the seventies that I forgot. There was weird ones like Push My Luck and uh, my luck, and man. the uh, the one that I, the one that I wish that they would have is like Match Game uh, because I, that one I remember um, with the uh, panelists you know given the challenge and they always have to like and each one of them has their turn to do a comedy wasn't, shtick. Wasn't David Bernie
1: the host of that? I. uh... I can't remember. I don't recall. Well, they were. Aren't they doing a new one? Isn't Isn't there a a, a, re, a reboot of that in in production right now? I can't remember. Uh, Crit- been, Critical. they rebooting a lot of the old ones. Yeah, Critical Blast right. says the last time there was a writer strike, they went for more reality. It was the first time Big Brother did a rush uh, season in February. I remember that. Uh, sci-fi snob in the chat. is the Deal or No Deal with real gold. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, right, that was right. that's that's another show that's on the uh, that's another well, show that's on the uh, on the and, buzzer thing. Dealer note and there
1: and there the writers and yeah there are I think there are writers for game shows because you got to have all of the intros and the outros and the introduction and, and whatnot the, the but questions or the puzzles the or whatever yeah all yeah. of that stuff's got to be planned out so that's technically creative it's a, it's a writing function uh, but reality show I'm sure we're gonna get. Reality. I mean, next star buying CW was a perfect timing thing, because now they're leaning in. They're going to bring in a bunch of reality stuff. A lot of a lot of you know, based on a true story stuff. And I I would expect that a lot of these groups are going to start pulling in material that's been produced in China, in South Korea, and yep. in Japan, uh, in the Middle East. You you're going to see some of that stuff. Uh, Gene Rayburn was the host of Match Game. Okay, da- uh, da- see, Dave- I want to say David Bernie was a was a host on something, but I I may not have that right. No, sure um, no. that Ajax
2: retiring. So I see that. He yeah, got he's got one, one,
1: one season, season left. One season. Yeah. Left. No, it wasn't. And, it and wasn't.
3: And he David may not Burney. get that season if this is true. Yeah. Unless So, we who's, the big, so who's the big sci-fi uh, make? If if Hollywood if Hollywood uh, type stuff is down the toilet, then. Uh, who or who or where rather is the big um, is does our big science fiction come from now next? I mean, be, beside beside, is it Canada? Is it the UK? Is it uh, stuff from Korea translated into English? Uh, where I might be. Who yeah.
1: knows? I, I mean, uh, China's got an adaptation of the Three Body Problem. Uh, that 70s rock band. Yeah. He says that it's really good, and it looks like they put a lot of money into it because the production value is really high. Um, South Korea is really coming on strong. India is coming on strong. So are we they? get progress Yeah, RRR uh, is one yeah, of the ones. It's I was. Well, it's not, not necessarily science, science fiction, and, but those those are the countries stuff. those are the countries where a lot of the productions are starting to take off so it's only a matter of time if they're not into science fiction yet they're going to be I mean fantasy is the cousin of science fiction there's a lot of fantasy coming out of India
3: Uh, yeah so you know there's not not sci-fi I've looked for um, I've looked for sci-fi coming out out of Bollywood at least Yeah. Uh, and the thing is that uh, uh, I have a relative that uh, really likes that and uh, to date they've only been able to point out like Three three um, films total that out of all of them that involve that involves uh, really more science fiction aspects. Yeah, I mean they had like, the, the fantasy aspect they've got down pat. Whether or not there's whether or not there's singing or not. Yeah, that whole that whole thing in the Simpsons with yeah. the uh, singing and that. Yeah, that's the thing. I, uh, I <laughs> would
1: imagine. I would imagine when when they see an opportunity, they'll probably start to lean into it. Uh Critical Blast mentioned Sci-Fi from the UK with Black Mirror. Uh new season just dropped on Netflix there.
2: I so, I was just going to ask how how tied in with the WGA and all that is is uh, that just the US? Uh, that's and, just you know, that's US, Canada, that's
1: United States. It does affect Canadian productions because uh, there's a lot of overlap, Vancouver, a lot of crossover. And... Um the UK has their own writers union. So it's possible Um, we could get some imports. Yeah, well, yeah, and and (coughs) there are there are a number of them, a number of American writers, because the last time this happened, you had writers who went into a different category called financial core, which basically said, Okay, I'm still gonna be a member of the union and I'm gonna pay my dues, but I'm going to forego my voting privileges so I can go do whatever job I want to do and not get penalized by the union. I'm still going to contribute to the union. I'm still a member, but I'm a ficor member and I'm not a paid voting member. So you can't penalize me if I go take this non non union job. Uh, and huh, so man. you're going to see a bunch of a bunch of them go do that. The first that and Writers Guild even published a list of writers who had done that kind of kind of a shame list They're trying to out them yeah. yeah you know who's first on that list Two. george lucas steven <laughs> steven Soderbergh's on that list quentin tarantino's on that list are I big mean, names on there yeah there are huge names on that list and I don't think that Writers Guild is going to have the result that they want by publishing that list, because people are going to look at that. hey, these, these people did okay of not Lucas being is on be there. there. And, <laughs> yeah. And quit, I think that's going to you know. backfire on them, because you're going to have a lot of people that drop over into the FICOR and go work, because yeah. this strike yeah. is going to go on for
3: a long time.
2: And those who um, can will, and those who those who yeah. uh, can are going to probably get...
3: for. Um, promoting uh, uh for promoting uh, as they say uh z- some of our fellow streamers the um paul paul chato who uh who's got his own channel and uh also is um shows up often enough on uh midnight's edge mm-hmm. he um he's been on he, our channel too yeah he were he uh lives and work he lives and works in canada yeah. uh i believe he is canadian um uh, but nonetheless the thing is he um he was explaining the details about uh, from his perspective being, uh, you know, working in Canada and how the uh, WGA strike was uh, impacting his work. Yeah. It's kind of like if there's like some kind of cross border uh, issues going on with the work. Yeah. He's uh, they're not going to touch that. But the thing is, it doesn't impact him at all if it's purely Canadian work. Yeah. Speaking of, Speaking
1: of Canadians, Sci-Fi Snobs jumping in there. Uh, sorry, snow I don't know how long you've been sitting back there. I just I just noticed you were there, so my apologies if you I just I just to... got here. Okay. All right. All right. So what's up, sir?
0: Oh, not much. I just hoping uh are you guys commenting? Uh I just hope we don't get a whole ton of reality shows to God. Sure. Please. I would well, rather we'll see get a, few. a bunch of Korean and Indian shows or something from somewhere else. Yep. Something different that we don't get exposed to than just that a more reality crap. I mean, we already have a lot of that.
1: I am Jeez. hoping that some crea- some indie creators out there decide to take advantage of the opportunity and crowdfund some stuff. Because crowdfunding has turned into a very good uh, prospect Credit for you. comic yeah. book creators and for game creators. There needs mm-hmm. to be some people sitting there saying, okay, let's crowdfund a TV show. Well, uh, Critical Role did that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, 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 and let's and, let's do more of that. I mean, crowdfund uh, an eight episode uh, mini series thing that's you know six hours long or eight hours long or whatnot, and yeah, you know, if, no, SAG, how
0: SAG successful
3: goes on strike, has that been? And and well, if you recall, decades ago there was also the Guild uh, when they were doing uh, yeah. Uh, and and there's a new one that there's a new one that came out um there's a new one I'll have to look look it up uh that came out kind of like in response to D, uh to to five e and and stuff like that uh and the thing is they're on episode six but the thing is it' uh, i'm sorry to say it was lower it's lower on my priority list of of things to do things to do and watch
0: mm-hmm. so, well um, i would
1: it- i would love to crowdfund stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know
0: and, isn't uh, and, isn't my hated enemy Mr. Sci-Fi uh he's crowdfunding space command isn't he He is yeah
1: he's crowdfunding that. Uh, yeah he's crowdfunding all of that And you know there's crowdfunding for action <clears throat> but fan films Yeah
0: yeah that's another one Fan
1: films have been doing crowdfunding for a while
0: Yeah and so my now question
1: you have to, what you need to do is take that model that's been relatively kind of sort of successful And get people who are more capable skill set wise in the profession of making movies and television, get actual people in there as your crew who know what they're doing and they've got their experience and they're not going to have to worry about whatever the union says and start putting together the higher end, better quality, not just a fan film, but something completely original that you can own. It's your IP, and you just you know make your four episodes, your six episodes, or whatnot, and crowdfund that beast. And mm-hmm. and you know at certain levels, people could get uh, associate producer credit or a, ex- a co executive producer credit. I mean, you could do all sorts of different things with the credits depending on how much money they put into it.
0: You know, yeah, it, so Give I mean, them that give would them be my question to, in to the Jason. What's that? Would, that would be my question. I mean, would there be enough time, you know, to uh, to do that in a reasonable time before this strike would end? And, you know, would it, I mean...
1: I think so. I and mean, how if somebody, successful would that be? Because If somebody started now-ish with getting scripts together, you know, actually started writing scripts, because I think we're going to be at least... How how long? Let's see. The strike in ninety eight or, or eighty eight rather. The strike in eighty eight was, was what two hundred days? I think. I mean, there was there was one strike out out of that set. There was there was not, there was eighty eight. There was one in two thousand eight two thousand nine somewhere in there. Um, but there was one of them that I want to say ran for a really long time, and I want to say it was eighty eight. Is that the one
2: when when you started seeing a lot of? of rehash episodes where they would... Yeah, and, you know, you know
1: clip flashbacks. episodes, flashbacks. Um, Star, yeah. Star Trek The Next Generation dug out the old Phase 2 scripts and reworked them. Uh, the the one in particular that I remember, The Child, this is the one where where Deanna got pregnant by that alien, and, you know, in Andrew Troy, she had the baby, and he grew up, and he died, and all that, in, you know, like, a 24, 48-hour period. Yeah. That was originally Decker and Ilea. That was a phase two script from before Star Trek, the motion picture. Wow. They pulled that out and reworked it for next generation. So yeah. Mar- that was-
3: Mar- Marvel comics stole that with, uh, for, uh, Scarlet witch. If I remember <laughs> and uh, for a comic book for yeah. the Avengers comics back in the eighties. Well, uh, she well, ended up, uh, it was either her. I forgot one of the, uh, one of the women, uh, in the Avengers ended up getting pregnant. And it was, I think it was, had to deal with the beyonder. Um, and, you know, and what happens is that uh, she, um, the end result was that she mm-hmm. was incredibly pissed because of the, uh, because of the whole uh, body violation thing. Yeah. It's like, you're all congratulating me for having a kid. I'm you and no one, and I didn't even know what was going on. How did I get this? Yeah. No. Uh, and so on and so yeah. on, which led to a whole and there was much merriment yeah. uh, uh, afterwards. Dave says sure. the last strike
1: mm-hmm. lasted a hundred hundred days. He thinks nineteen eighty eight strike lasted one hundred and fifty three days. So we're we're in this for a while. Um, yeah. we're, I mean, we're what I'd... four? How how many weeks are we in now? Four. We are in week five.
2: So we're we're I, one month how do we, in. Yeah. So plus.
1: I would say I would say we probably are going to be at least through the summer. Which means pilot season is done. Pilot season's shot. We're not getting any of that yep. this year, and there won't be any, hardly any, new productions ready to go in September. I mean, there's well, some stuff where the scripts are already written, we're in production, and all you know, Game of Thrones and all that kind of thing. But there's not going to be a lot. So you're allowed to
2: finish them, right? That's that's my understanding. If it's in production already?
1: If it's in production, they can go ahead and move forward. However, it's a little dodgy because they can't make any changes. They can't improvise on set. They They can't call up. I mean, the director can't make any changes because that's a writing thing. The producers can't make decisions because it's a writing thing. They're stuck with whatever it is that they have. So,
0: yeah, Good, bad or ugly, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, they're gonna have to make well, the most of it. So, yeah, so
0: if it's how a do, stream, uh, how do was, we see this one... ending, like, 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 for me, like, I don't see, I mean, I, I, while I agree that I think that the writers are probably getting a raw deal when it comes to residuals when you're doing streaming and that sort of thing, yeah. I mean, we're in a situation where number one, we've already had a strike where we put out more reality TV shows, we already have more reality TV shows, the audience. Portions of it, not including me, but other portions like reality TV shows. And then I know people who don't even have network television anymore. They I was going to say, tel- television is in decline.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You I know. don't
0: watch TV. I watch YouTube and I watch Netflix. So, and how is the well, the writers don't seem to have it like? way less power than they have in the past so that's yeah. my question is how is this going to resolve it just seems like it's a losing proposition for them well, it is, a,
2: television networks are supposed to be rolling out ATSC 3
1: well the other thing too is you're going to have a number of Ooh. these a number of these streaming services are going to have to do some kind of ad supported tier that's one because they're not making any money And because of the way that streaming services play out in terms of I'm going to watch this or I'm not going to watch this, what they're going to end up having to do is figure out some sort of a compensation package per show, per episode, based on watch time rather than how many times somebody watches the rerun. Because residuals in the past have been based on you know when this when this TV station runs this show, they they have to fill out affidavits and here's the programming and here's the confirmation that we ran this show in this episode on this date and all that so they could track all of that so then the writers the producers are ready to get gets their residuals. Well, streaming services don't do that unless right. the other part of this too is that at some point maybe through the process of all of the legal hassle and haranguing maybe we actually get the inside information of the of the watch time and the numbers of the stuff that the streamers don't want us to know
2: right because
1: the suspicion has been that those numbers are not near as good as they want us to think
3: right and but if they figure look- out
1: the if they figure out the residuals based on watch time then okay i watched yeah, well, like uh, uh, last night, uh, Mindy and I watched Mission Impossible Three. It was on a streaming service on, it's on Paramount Plus, so that can track. Okay, this this digital file has another 120 minutes of watch time on it. And once we get to a certain threshold, then you cut a check. And then we count over and we get to a threshold, then you cut a check. That's the only thing that I can see that happens for compensation. And the the thing
3: is that they have to track it because they have to track it because you, um, you. How's it go? not everyone obviously is nicey nice so what's going to end up happening eventually someone's going to get into uh how's it go uh let's say harlan ellison uh comes back from the dead or something and and, and wants a check cut for something that was uh that he wrote when he was yeah. alive and they're and it's but it's on streaming he's gonna he um or um or anybody. Well, in that particular ad, case, ad you're dealing whatever. with the
1: estates. I mean, that's that's not they, that's
3: not the question. No, no, the but co- what I'm saying is the the principle of the the principle of the thing is that the only way to resolve the dispute would be that um, that the uh, streamer the streamer or whoever's in uh, charge of keeping track has to present their records. Yeah. Uh, if to address <laughs> the to to address the complaint.
1: Yeah, and those and records that, and those records have to be. Uh, verifiable by a third party. You're going to have to have mm-hmm. some kind. Of, I mean, if you get into arbitration, they're going to have to make those records open for inspection, and they don't want to do that. But they're going to end up having to do that. That's the only way, really, that you can figure out good, uh, solid, uh, appropriate compensation. And it's going to be a mess. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't you, think that you're going to you, have. Do you this understand that?
0: On. But you understand that this is like what you're suggesting is a fundamental difference from the way yeah. that it presently is I set know. up now. Because right now right. it doesn't they don't the network doesn't care how many people watch this the show. They put on a show and you get paid well, if that show is put on and reruns, network, right
1: the network cares.
0: Well the network because, cares but, you know, like but the residuals talking, don't care.
1: The residuals the well no, because the residuals depend on how many times the show ran. And but, and, and but not right. how many people watch not it how though. many people watch. But that's the fundamental difference. Well, but sometimes that can have an impact depending on what show it is, depending on how the contracts are structured. Because if I'm doing a show that's an original to syndication like Star Trek The Next Generation was, you know, Star Trek The Next Generation never ran on a network and then went into reruns. It went into first-run syndication. So that kind of a deal is going to be different than if you have All in the Family on CBS and then it's on MeTV TV. Ten years later, that's that's a different kind of distribution. Right. Here. But but now but, my point. but now the my you're right is. the stru- the structure is going to have to fundamentally shift because it's going to have to be based on the amount of time each episode each movie gets watched, not by how many people are watching it because you can't track that. If I've got a group of twelve people in my house, you know. But see the thing about it is, uh, that that's always been flawed anyway. I mean the Nielsen numbers. Right. The Nielsen numbers have always been a little off, and people have been complaining about Nielsen since Nielsen got started. So there's no no real good way, but tracking by watch minutes is probably going to be the most accurate out of any system that we've ever had for tracking yeah, but, television.
0: Yeah. I mean, correct correct me if I'm wrong, but in the old like in the old days an actor or a writer or whoever would get paid like my my show that I was in is is you know got picked up and it's going to go into reruns or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get paid a certain money, but I'm not getting paid more money if whether one person watches that show. Right. According to Nielsen right. ratings on that network, or a million people watch it. Right, right? that's what I'm saying. So, this
1: is the TV stations put fill out their affidavits to say this show, yeah. this episode ran at this it, time. It, and it that's ran. What they track, not
0: yeah. how many people watched it. Right. So I'm saying yeah. that I'm suggesting that that's a, a fundamental difference because now you're suggesting that people are paid. Yes. Actors, writers, whoever are going to get paid depending on, and it's not it's how many watch minutes, but that is. Yeah. You know. Relates and I, to and how I many just, people are watching it. It's not a flat fee. Hey, so exactly you're gonna, we're gonna put your show on. Here's this X dollars. It's gonna be which you know, is why well, the show was watched this many times. Yeah, which is why
1: right. which is why I agreed with you on that. But that's also why we're going to get the ad the ad supported tier, where the, the you know depending on how much and that and that's gonna go back to that same kind of thing where. You know, we're going to use our watch time. We're going to use our how much this this movie gets gets seen as a basis for de- de- deciding how much we're going to charge for our ads. It's the same but as they, what television but- stations do now. If our if our you know if our if our ten o'clock news is number one in the time slot for eighteen to forty nine adults, then we can charge more for a thirty second spot than the guy right. who's number three in the in the in the time slot.
2: Well, the I mean the the. Right. The show most, the actors and actresses could demand you know for renewals for new, you know season renewals and stuff yeah. like that on on first yeah, run based on Nielsen rating
1: yeah you could do well, that and
3: and and why some advertisers run why some advertisers on the low end on the, if you will on the low end of the scale will uh, will desperately fr- from their point of view and I know you'd say no, no no, they're not desperate but I mean desperately that's why they run at three in the morning you know they're the the idea the idea is that you've that the station gets their money because they filled up the ad space and what happens is that the uh advertiser the advertiser wins because they're able they're well, able to sell their product even even if it was at th- even if it is at 3 in the morning because I'll, you know I'll let you some. in on the secret. Okay, tell me.
1: The stuff that usually airs overnight. Hi MS, we started an hour and a half ago. We were we were late today. Um yeah. the, the advertisements that happen generally overnight, say between midnight and about six AM. Yeah. Those ads are generally either paid block of time, which means infomercials. Yeah. Right. Or they're super cheap thirty second spots because we guys we just got to sell the inventory and fill the slots and we don't so care what
3: car the dealers. Right, that's what I'm saying. Or,
1: <laughs> or they're freebies to oh, cover good. to cover. You know, they make goods. their extras. Is like, hey, you know, I've got some. I got some extra slots. Let me let me just throw this throw some of this in during the during the overnight hours. PSAs. As, don't they have, do have some well, p- PSAs? PSAs, well, PSAs are a completely different thing.
3: Right. Well I knew about the product I knew about the product announcements, but uh yeah. you know, um, it, it's one of those uh, back when uh, back when you uh, I had more time or, or whatnot, you know you're you're, it's like, yeah, yeah. You get back. You get back from. You get back from from the bar or whatever. At it's two in the morning. Cheaters is on. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <that's> reality. <laughs> and, and the thing. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like you want to get. You want to get to the end. You want to get to the end of the episode. And darn it there's far more there's far more minutes of commercials before I before we fi- get the camera work and before
1: now <laughs> and now that um, is that is a product of the syndication the the program because every mm-hmm. every show that comes to it, let's say I run a say let's let's just for example um, let's say that I run channel 28 in Poughkeepsie okay? Okay. we're uh we're, we're not a network affiliate which means all of the stuff that we have either is either we generated ourselves with our news programs and whatnot or mm-hmm. a lifestyle magazine or anything like that or we get syndicated programs from places like King world and and all of you know ITV and whatever else so yeah. you know people's court and Jerry Springer and all of these you know cooking shows Rachel Ray and Oprah Winfrey and all this all of that stuff is syndicated, which means that each television station rents that show mm-hmm. to air on their station. Now when the state when the show when the production company, let's say Harpo Productions gives me the Oprah Winfrey show, I get it used to be it would be on a tape now it's digital but that program has built into it the commercial blocks.
3: Right, uh, and, I, I like
1: regular and, TV. And the commercial yeah, blocks yeah, are I going mean, to be divided between the commercials that Harpo sells for Oprah, and then they have blanks for my my station to sell. And that's, mm-hmm. a, right. that's a fixed amount of time. So if Harpo gives me a three-minute commercial block, then I can put six commercials in there, or eight commercials if I run a couple of 15-second spots. But if they only give me a one-minute commercial block— I can mm-hmm. only do two. So the number of commercials that you see in a spot depends on how much time is allotted during the show that's provided by the syndicator. So it's not just let's just load it up with a bunch of commercials. It's here's the time we have to fill it with something. So it's going to be PSAs, it's going to be station promos, it's going to be TV commercial, you know, actual paid commercials. Uh, so any of that that depends on how much that block of time is that's already built into that program. So I have have a minute to fill. I have three minutes to fill. I've got 30 seconds here. I've got two and a half minutes here. That block is determined by the production house that provides the show. And however many of those slots they take, so Harpo Productions puts two commercials in the front of that one block, and then we put the local stuff in. So, all of that all of that stuff just depends on, on what's provided to the station. It's not just, let's just put as much in, in there as we can. It doesn't work that way. So, anyway. All right. So, we've gone an hour and a half, and I know everybody else is on the air right now. I don't know if Culture's still on or not. Friday Night Tights is around right. somewhere, probably sometime, if Gary gets on time and gets on the air. So... <laughs> are going to go ahead and wrap this up, gentlemen. Thanks very much for being here. Lively conversation, I appreciate it always. And uh, I'm going to, to go. Uh, I'm going to go get me some chocolate, and I'm going to work on tomorrow's show. So that's uh, that's where we're going to go on that stuff. So I appreciate everybody being here. And let me heck again. Let me do tonight. that. I will say uh, thanks to all of you for being here as well. Tomorrow, don't forget, we have uh, a special edition of the H2O podcast. We are reviewing The Flash at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 Central, uh, here right after uh, Good Morning Multiverse. So that's going on And the course. Good Morning Multiverse is on at the regular time, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. So join us for that. And that's gonna do it for us today folks thanks very much for being here don't forget you connect with us on all the different social media platforms uh, death angel shadow there jump uh, jumping in with the discord link you can subscribe uh, you can subscribe you can actually join memberships on YouTube and and uh, Odyssey and support us that way Or you can join us over on Subscribestar if you want to give us money uh, I won't uh, I won't stop you so that's it for us today, folks. Thanks very much for being here. Remember, the, the, uh, the politicians hate you. The media lies to you. God has a plan for you. And there are four lights. Bye.
0: This has been a presentation of SciFi4Me.com. Copyright 2023 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.
1: You're listening to Fi 4 me Radio.